0: I remember the grumblings well. A team building event popped up in our calendars, and although I was excited as someone who valued the opportunity to connect with my peers and my team, it wasn't long before I heard comments around me about how we just didn't have the time in this economic environment to postpone our real work in order to go have fun together. And I have to admit, I wondered if those grumblings were warranted. After all, Even though we all felt good about our last team building event where we were able to volunteer together, I also remember the time spent huddled in a conference room looking at each other, unsure of what to do while we waited for our contact to come in and provide direction. And I kind of remember wondering about the purpose of our tasks as we spent the afternoon away from our real work. Most importantly, I remember how quickly the glow faded when we returned to our regular work. It didn't really seem like much change in terms of how we collaborated. Why are many team building events so ineffective? Today, at a time where you might be starting to think about what you're going to do to bring your team together for the end of year or holiday gathering, we'll dig into that question and explore how to know what your teams really need. And by the way, I know it may seem early to talk about holiday events, but I mean the pumpkin spice lattes are coming out this Thursday, right? And Q4 calendars are filling up quickly, so even though it's still over 100 degrees outside, let's get into it. I'm Terry Schmidt, founder of Stronger to Serve Coaching and Team Building where we believe that leadership is about courageously using your talents to make a way for others to courageously use theirs. And this is the Strong Leaders Serve podcast. Now, in my experience, I've seen a lot of leaders recently focused on how to increase connection on their teams. In fact, connection is even used as justification for new return to office policies. Leaders faced with a workforce that operated remotely with greater freedom to prioritize connecting with their families over connecting with their colleagues are desperate to rebuild bonds between colleagues. They may try to force reconnection by taking their team out bowling or to a high ropes course, only to realize that the friendly banter during the event fades quickly and doesn't do anything for their team's ability to collaborate back in the workplace. I've come to believe that team building without intention can do more harm than good. You see, time and money are at a premium right now. And if a poorly designed team building has no lasting impact, All we're asking employees to do is exchange their two most precious resources, time and money, for the off chance that someone might make a connection that will make their life at work easier. So what do we do? Because I do believe, and research shows, that teams that are more connected or that have greater team cohesion do perform better. So what I suggest is that you don't invest in team building until you're clear on three things. Purpose, plan, and performance. Let me explain. For purpose, let's actually go real deep on this one. Do you actually believe, like the poster says, that together everyone accomplishes more? I still remember that poster from my elementary school with the team acrostics spelling out those four words. The reason I ask is I was talking with a client recently and she was mentioning some struggles she was having with one of her team members and how that team member was talking to other teammates. She tended to talk down to them, frequently correcting their work. At the same time, she had a tendency to take on more work than she needed to and often worked late nights. After some conversation, I thought about what might be behind these behaviors. What might be the pattern? We discovered that the employee's definition of a team was different from my client's definition and from mine. She saw a team as a grouping of cogs in a machine. More team members meant more people to do the work, but also more competition for her. Whereas my client and I align with the view that the purpose of being on a team is to put complementary parts together, kind of like a baking mix where certain ingredients accelerate others. Now, why do I talk about this? Well, if anyone on your team is more closely aligned with the first vision of the team, team building will seem completely purposeless to them. As cogs in a machine, each person does their part, and it really doesn't matter if one is connected to the other. And given the past three years, with the prevalence of remote work, more employees than you think might have this view of a team. Unless their leader was intentional about fostering connection in the remote environment, People got used to doing their piece of the task pie without collaborating with anyone else. Like I said, they focused more on connecting with their families, which was wonderful, but less about connecting with their workplace and their colleagues. Now, even before we had the pandemic-induced remote work experience, an article published in Harvard Business Review pointed out how employees are incentivized against collaborating. The author, Carlos Valdez Tapena had done research at his employer, Mars Inc., and found that the team's failure to collaborate was, ironically, a function of them excelling at the jobs that they were hired to do, and of management reinforcing that excellence. In other words, they got rewarded for individual achievement. Collaboration, on the other hand, was idealized, but it was a vague goal with no concrete terms or rules. It was perceived as messy, and it diluted accountability and offered few tangible rewards. It seems like a pretty easy decision to just focus on working by yourself instead of focusing on collaboration. So as you define your purpose for a team-building event, it's important to keep these perspectives in mind. If your definition of a team aligns more with mine, and you believe that we're in a team to combine our strengths to accomplish more together than we could independently, that it's important to make sure that everyone's on the same page with that before the team-building event. In other words, get clear on the questions that Valdez de Pena brings forward. First, why do we work together? It's a question that's not often asked, but it should be. And second, when or on which tasks is it most beneficial for us to work together? By the way, answers to these questions can also help you determine if and when it's beneficial for employees to return to the office. So that's purpose. Second, plan. Once you have the purpose of the collaboration defined and agreed upon, you can use observations and feedback to determine which muscles you as a team need to exercise for connection and smoother team collaboration. Almost all teams can benefit from experiences that exercise their empathy muscles. After all, empathy is a prerequisite for any connection. And although we're hardwired to be empathetic to each other, in fact, David Eagleman's research shows that the pain centers of our brain actually light up when we see someone in pain, it has its limits. Eagleman's research also showed that this natural response only happens when we consider someone to be part of our in-group or someone like us. So empathy is definitely something that a team-building event can focus on. What other skills might you need to exercise? Do you need to learn new techniques for giving and receiving feedback? Or having difficult conversations? Or maybe your team just needs some help on running effective meetings? Or listening better? Or presenting ideas more clearly online and in person? Whatever it is, think about what would make our collaboration easier if we were all just a little bit better at doing this one thing. Finally, perform. This is one of the most important parts that is often forgotten. What do you need to do to take those skills that you gained as part of the team building experience and transfer them to the workplace? What obstacles might you face in doing that? Maybe you have some team norms that you're going to have to work against in order to apply the skills that you just learned. What will help you get past those obstacles? Any effective team-building experience should include a conversation about this and related support materials. So be sure to look for that when you're planning your experience. Now, I know you might be thinking, Terry, this is way too complex. And even though it is only a series of about four or five questions, I get it. You may just want to plan something that's fun. You all go out together and you kind of hope and pray that some connections will develop. And if you have the money and time to spend on that, Then go right ahead. But if you actually want to get your money's worth out of your investment in team building, remember purpose, plan, perform, and take time to answer these questions. Why do we work together? On which tasks is it beneficial for us to work together? What muscles do we need to strengthen to make that collaboration smoother? What do you need to make the transfer of the new skills gained to the workplace? What obstacles might you face? and what will help you to get past those obstacles. To be honest, I don't remember ever discussing these questions when I was in the corporate environment. And we did plenty of team building events. And I have to wonder how much harm we did in wasting time and money when there was so much potential to instead enhance our connection and drive team performance. That really is what's behind what we've created with our team building events at Stronger to Serve. Or learn by doing good events Of course, incorporate everything that I just talked about, and we would love to work with you on them. These unique experiences really give you two for one. Teams learn skills that make it easier for them to work together while they are engaged in projects that give back to the community. You can learn more at StrongerToServe.com forward slash team building to see our standard events, the different causes you can support, and the different skills that we teach as part of these two-hour virtual experiences. And if you're using this for a holiday gathering, we'll even customize it with holiday games to make it extra festive. So check it out again at strongertoserve.com forward slash team building. Over the next several weeks, we're going to be digging into the collaboration skills that we focus on for our standard events. Even if you're not doing one of our team building events, this will give you a perspective and some tips on how to strengthen those skills on your team. But whatever you do to enhance your team's connection, please remember purpose, plan, performance to design with intention. Because as I said, team building without intention can do more harm than good. Until next time, lead with this African proverb in mind. If you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together.